1: Hi everyone, and welcome to our night usual squad: Dan Kilpatrick, Hunter Godson, Jude Summerfield. Um, dissecting what is a, just a straight procession to the Premier League now, really. Um, <laughs> 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 the, back <of> a, <laughs> the back of a really, really good win against Brighton. And do you know what? It's really helpful for the show because usually we break down the good bits, the bad bits, the ugly bits, and the beautiful bits. And there was very much a case for. <laughs> All of those different sections in this game, so it makes my job super easy today. Um, firstly, overriding thoughts, Hunter. Uh, happy,
2: very happy. Again, it's like two two wins now where it was scrappy. I didn't I didn't see how we were going to win it. I, I, you know, that's just the the pessimist in me. And and you know, the last eight months of Jose Mourinho have suggested that you know we've got those those last minute. Uh, moments were not always the strongest in but but and it has to be said the changes off the bench and I was thinking god it's nice having options off the bench they really they really affected the game
1: yesterday and uh yeah it's a great win that was a really really uh really good point actually it did feel like I was sitting there sort of kind of sitting on my hands a bit not wanting to be reactive like (laughs) go to the bench, get someone off the bench. Jude, were you the same? Were you watching on just praying that someone would be drafted in?
3: Yeah, um, and they nailed it with La Celso and Bale, to be Mm. fair. Um, But yeah, very, very scruffy, um, but also you can't go and win by five or six goals every week, so um, it's to be expected a little bit. Mm. Um, But yeah, pretty pretty happy overall. Good win.
1: Nice, a, a very like uh, a, once again a calm take from Jude Summerfield. Workman like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the water motions. carrier, yeah. CDM <laughs> <laughs> Um Dan, what was your take? Are you, are you a happy man off the back of a bit of a return to winning ways, considering how Antwerp went down? Yeah, I
4: think you have to be. I don't think either, and I'm kind of categorising Burnley and Brighton in a similar place. And I'm not sure if that's strictly fair, but they both felt like Spurs had put the handbrake on a little bit after the West Ham meltdown. Mm. And I think, as I discussed, I think on the last pod, I wasn't hugely enamoured with that approach against Burnley, but it's obviously worked. And you can't argue with six points on the board, two pretty difficult teams to play against two games Spurs would probably have dropped points in last season you imagine mm. so yeah all good and I think the key now is marrying that kind of resolve and defensive resilience with the attacking flair of autumn so I think we would all like to see some of that back you know the Manchester United performance the West Ham performance the Maccabee for performance when they were just going forward at will but it is a challenge to, to kind of get the, the blanket, as Mourinho has said, to cover the the head and feet of this team. I love the blanket.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Quite an, it's an annoyingly good analogy, isn't it? It's a it? really
2: good analogy. It is. <laughs> He's nailed that one. I'm giving it yeah, to
1: because him. Because Potch's one about the cows, I desperately tried to back him.
3: Oh, you really them, wanted to be there for <laughs>
1: Cows just felt mm. a bit odd.
2: Mm. <laughs> the cows one really did feel like a stretch, even at the time. You're like, yeah, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, spot on. Yeah, yeah. No, I love what? this bloke. What? <laughs> <laughs> this
1: guy's got this down. Seriously, what is he actually talking about? Um, and M- M- Mourinho, I just, uh, I'd say, landed that one uh, with a plum mm. because we saw, we saw yet again. Mm. Another performance that kind of just felt like it was built from the back forwards almost. It felt it was a case of try not to concede, and but for a sketchy decision that we'll come on later on, you mm. kind of felt that we might have won that game one nil. Um, let's do the, let's do the good bits. Jude, mm. I'm going to let you go first so you can have first dibs. What were first the things dibs. that you enjoyed about the performance?
3: Um, yeah, I feel like we touch on Heuberg a, a lot. And I mean a lot, <laughs> but rightly so. I can't. I, I I actually can't believe how how good he's been since he's joined. Um, mm. I just thought he'd make us a little more of a you know sort of a uh, a shit out sort of team. Mm. Really. Um, <laughs> for for a lack of a better word. Um, he's got it. He's got it in him, yeah. doesn't he? He does have it in him. But the way he just uh, he was just patrolling in front of that um, in front of the back four. Um just constantly mopping up possession, playing really easy um passes but keeping the ball moving really well. Um I thought he's brilliant again. And it's looking like such a good bit of business to get him in. Like I've seen a load of people calling him um Mourinho's sort of captain, who's not a captain on the pitch. And it it it, it does it does look like that. He's been he's been quality. He was great again yesterday.
2: Mm. There was a slight moment, wasn't there, where he went down holding his um ankle. Oh yeah. And I was that like That was nightmare fuel. Oh, there's our season. But <laughs> but but also it sort of shows just how um how integral he's become that quickly because I was uh, instantly I was looking to the bench like right who's going to come on and sort of play that role and I was like oh my goodness. He is he is considerably better than the other players that we have in that position. Um
1: He's like a terminator, isn't he? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Ev- everywhere <laughs> he will get you he'll find you yeah he, um, but
1: he's, even the way he runs mm. sort of runs like sort of, again, <laughs> again this is a podcast I'm doing a very visual demonstration which is just so <laughs> stupid but he, he, he runs like the Terminator from Terminator 2 sort yeah. of very upright and very straight and and, and seems to just bounce out of challenges He mm. is literally like a piece of iron
2: yeah, with with Brighton playing a false nine as well, he it really they they tried to pick the ball up in his areas quite a lot, and he was just smothering it left, right, and centre. He was he was he was brilliant yesterday, and and he has been brilliant. He's he's been our player of the season so far, so far, outside of Son and Kane, obviously.
1: <laughs> he's glad you clarified that. Think... I was ready to jump on you. Come
2: on, come on, Dan. As always, let me let me finish. <laughs> 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 Dan,
4: me did talk. you enjoy his
1: performance? Yeah, I did actually. There was
4: one moment where he he, he just made a a fairly routine kind of interception in the middle of the pitch to snuff out a Brighton attack and the whole kind of Spurs bench, like all the analysts behind the press box and all the kind of, you know, associated backroom staff who aren't allowed at the front with, with Jose, they all kind of half got to their feet and you know really gave it a riotous round of applause so <laughs> you know you can see that people are kind of re- really appreciating what he's doing at the moment and I think it, it's it's not going unnoticed by Jose either who, who brought him up or was it, he was asked about him to be fair but he came up again last night and, and Mourinho was very gushing it's almost kind of ridiculous how much Spurs have needed Hoiberg and Regular and just how appropriate they are for the team almost to the point where you're like how come no one was like, let's do this sooner? I mean, obviously there were people. You just, I you said it mean? You Dan. Just kind of like, <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I think we're, I think I think we all said it. But you, do you know what I mean? It's one of those things you're just like, oh yeah, like they're so much better now. Like mm. maybe this should have happened two years ago, but you know that that minor uh, counterfactual aside. Yeah, he, he's been great, and as Hunter says. You're already at the point with him and weirdly in Dombele, we are kind of like, oh, if they don't play, uh, it's suddenly so much worse, as we saw against Antwerp.
1: Quite strange, isn't it, to, to have that feeling um, about a player that's not Harry Kane or about a, a body part that's not Harry Kane's ankle. <laughs> to, see, to, see, to see someone else go down and be like, oh my God, no. You're yeah. like, oh, wow, this is new. <laughs> this is a very new feeling. Um, you reckon someone in a boardroom somewhere was doing a brainstorm and they just went, guys, got it. DM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 well, if it's
2: anything like the, uh, what's it, the Sunderland Till I Die, it is like that, isn't it? <laughs> guys, <laughs> striker. Hasn't played this year at five mil.
1: Yeah, yeah. And tell you no. what we'll also do, <laughs> <laughs> sandstorm for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: look, so they don't always get it right. Uh <laughs>
1: But it was it was another good performance in terms of um, the defensive stability as well. Mm. I also got a lot of joy from seeing Ben Davis come on and us going to a back five to shore things up a little bit. Mm. Yeah, necessary Never as well. Never thought I'd
4: heard you say. <laughs> a lot of joy from seeing Ben Davis come on and us going to a back
1: five. I loved it. I it did. It's so much for me. I genuinely, I, I feel quite embarrassed to say I've got so much time for that sort of guff at the end of games. Bring it. Bring on a. Bring on Joe Roden and make it six at the back. I mean, quite, bring them all up. Bring on quite yeah, Joe exactly. Hart. I'm quite, yeah, well, Marie, <laughs> Marie
4: was, he was asked about Bale. I think. And he just started going on about how great him and Kane were at defending from the front in the final mm. ten minutes. <laughs> kind of like, bit, like, I get it, there's like peak Mourinho. But this isn't really like what Spurs fans want to hear. This is not the fantasy yeah. of Bale and Kane <laughs> in the same team, of them kind of closing down angles and holding the ball in the corner. But yeah, I mean, obviously you've, you've got to you've got to do it all, I suppose,
1: in, in modern football. So absolutely, quite right. Having do you know we'll save bail for the beautiful bits? But um, was it was there any other goods that people wanted to to bring up? Because I think there's a couple of other good performances that should be yeah uh, should be recognised.
2: Definitely, I think I think before the penalty, we were playing really well and quite expansively, and that's why I was so shocked after the penalty that we sat so much deeper. Yeah, which obviously that's that's how Mourinho wants to play, and look, we got the results, we can't moan too much about it. But I was with. There was a lot of switches of play going on from Toby Alderweireld out to Regulon. I mean, it must have happened like ten, twenty times, and it was perfect every time. And I think that's some, or something similar that led to the second goal for us. But yeah, it was yeah. To me. Yeah. So uh, I, I, those first fifteen minutes, it does prove that we can play like that. I have to say, but it's just a, 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 a as Dan said, it's a, it's the balancing act, isn't it? And as Mourinho said, we don't have the right. Uh, we don't have the right covers at the moment <laughs> we need to go to Ikea and get our mum to pick us some Ala la yeah. Tarek Lamptey <laughs>
0: yeah
1: right let's do the let's do the bad bits then because I was still a couple I, and I actually think I think Auntie, you might be right I, it weirded me out a bit seeing us go oh right we're one nil up everyone behind the ball then 25 minutes in it was sort of it was quite strange
4: it, it felt yeah, like it was it was it was bad
2: yeah go on Dan
4: well yeah it, I I agree that it belongs in the bad bit. I think it was not dissimilar to the approach <coughs> against Burnley really in that it was it was more about nullifying Brighton mm. than it was about playing to the team's strengths which is a little bit frustrating. And but I mean there, there was plenty to admire in the kind of defensive resilience. I think the Lamptie sh- shot which obviously shouldn't have ever come about was their first on target so it wasn't like they were knocking the door down but nonetheless as Hunter said there was some really good football in the opening 20 minutes or so and or more like 15 minutes in fact and mm-hmm. and you know Lamella put that cross in which Kane nearly scored from Reguilon was getting forward and forced to keep her into a save and you just felt like if Spurs had kept turning the screw it would have been a lot more comfortable yeah uh, than it ultimately was um but yeah, I do think it's, it's about striking this, this balance and I think West Ham has slightly kind of scarred Mourinho and you know, for the time being he wants to do this almost in-game kind of live action training of the defence which is, you know, you guys are now the ones I'm relying on to win this game. I'm not relying on Kane, Son and Bale, you know. I'm relying on, on you guys to, to kind of keep a clean sheet and keep it tight and it, it, it has worked but I don't think it's a, a great long-term strategy for the season at all.
2: No, absolutely not. And players, I think players like Undombele suffer for when we drop in like that because it, it, he he wants to pick up the ball and do something quite clever. <laughs> and Brighton were were deep in our half or we'd allowed them deep in our half by the, this point. And the other thing was Brighton are a very good ball-playing team. I was quite impressed with how well they kept the ball. If not, you know, they didn't play with the strikers so they had no <laughs> no real focal point at the top of the pitch. But... Yeah, I, I agree with Dan. I think I think if we kept turning the screw after, I think I felt like there were goals, but mainly because of how well we we were playing, and it just felt like a little bit like slamming the handbrake on rather than even easing it on. It was like I messaged you, didn't I, Ben, to say it's kind of hard to tell on TV, but have have Spurs dropped right back, and you were like, yeah, they're they're in their own half. So, um, yeah, you know, maybe just one that that he'll have to yeah find the balancing act in in coming weeks.
1: I wonder where that comes from. Like, I know, obviously, the West Ham game. But even still, if you looked even at the Newcastle game, these are things that happen towards the end of the game. I feel like in the first half, if you're 20 minutes in, at that point, surely you don't need to sit in. Surely that there's there's an opportunity to go and push on. Because even if Brighton do score, you'd back us to have more than enough to actually get some clear-cut opportunities later on. I don't know, Jude, what were your thoughts?
3: I do just wonder if... Um... Mourinho looked at the Burnley, and uh, and the Brighton games, and just thought, right, we're going to grind these out because the fixture list afterwards, it's uh, up until about Boxing Day, it's pretty gruesome. they have got to play like City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Leicester, Wolves, mm. and Palace, and there's probably another giant thrown in there as well. Mm. Um, and it might, it might, it might be a conserving energy thing. I'm not sure. Um, but then to go like gung ho attack against City or Liverpool. Seems a little. Uh, I'm not sure.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. But Jude. Yeah, you're it's, probably it's right. The, the, the idea of him even even saying, right, we're going to get used to playing this way because we're going to play this way against City, Arsenal, United. Like we know we're going to play like that against those teams. Aren't we? we're not <laughs> we're not going to become some sort of expansive Guardiola esque. Barcelona team goes out and passes yeah, Man City to death we're going to sit in so it's maybe him saying like, I'm, I'm going to get us to Christmas and we're still going to be in this league at whatever cost and we're going to start playing like this now um, yeah just yeah just, just slightly concerned that we're not good enough defensively to do it and also that it really encourages teams to sort of switch off um, in terms of attacking because we lost all passing going into the, their third, um, at least in the towards half time and and a little bit after half time.
1: It, it was interesting, wasn't it? See, I mean, Dan's got his spot on. But um, seeing the likes of Ndombélé and Son playing with so little uh, possession, you know, these are two guys that thrive on being on the front foot and thrive on uh, looking forwards seeing them constantly watch the ball fly over their head was quite like, oh, this is this is quite difficult to watch. Not sure how many more times they can do this without starting to suffer a little bit. And I think I think also Sonny looked a bit he just looked a bit tired. He looked like he's he's been forced to play a lot of football. Um and ideally wouldn't have come on against Antwerp the other night. Mm. Ideally would have had a, a little bit of downtime there. Um so hopefully Hopefully we don't need to don't need to see him in the Europa League and hopefully get a bit of bit of a rest up. And it's West it's West Brom next week, isn't it? Yeah. And mm-hmm. away from home. So I mean perhaps there might be an opportunity to try something different, although you do kind of get the feeling it might might be more of the same. Um let's do the ugly bit. <laughs> that because there was one very clear ugly bit. Um mm. so Spurs concede. And for that I'm sure everyone's seen the highlights, but for those of you that haven't seen the highlights so I weren't paying 15 quid to watch that. Um there was a really really interesting passage of play where Hoybier took the ball away, um flicked the ball past I think March. I believe it was March. Um and he just yeah. got a a, a a whiff of a touch on the ball, but then mm. clattered through Hoybier who went down and looked in a little bit of pain. Um a lot of the players stopped and a lot of the players are sort of looking at the referee like what on earth is going on here because he didn't give a foul. I mean, it should really have been a yellow card as well. Um, play goes on and within about five seconds, Tarek Lamptey's got the ball at the back post and, and sort of flashes it across, going into the corner. The referee then goes and checks the monitor at the advice of the VAR, who clearly had said, listen, I think this is probably a foul, um, but then sticks with his own decision. Now, I've seen a few takes on this, but um, what do you guys think? What is the kind of standout ugly bit of this? Who wants to take... Dan, you can take first dibs because you were in the stadium.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that the standout ugly bit is the fact that it's another example of one of the biggest problems of VAR, which is that you're still relying on human errors, human whims, human pride. Basically, what's happened is Graham Scott's made a poor decision and been advised by the VAR, who incidentally, you know, arguably made a very poor decision in the first half. Well, I think he did, you know, not to award Brighton a penalty, but still, yeah, he's agree. been awarded, he's been advised by the by the VAR to go and have a look at the monitor, which essentially means I think you should change your decision. And you know, he's too stubborn or too proud or, or too poor a ref to, to do that. So, you know, you're still at the mercy of human beings... Uh, making a, a a kind of subjective decision. And, you know, that's one of the biggest problems with the technology that, you know, one of the many big problems with the technology, but it's something we've been, you know, a lot of people have been saying for a while, and I think it was the, the kind of perfect example of it. You know, as you said, Hainsey, it wasn't just a foul, it was a bookable offence as well. It was quite a rash, dangerous late challenge. It's awful. So the, mm. there, there wasn't really much doubt about the decision, but... The fact that he was being asked to overturn uh, his own original call and I think the fact that he was probably conscious at that point that two VAR decisions had gone against Brighton in the first half all contributed to uh, a a terrible call. And actually, it was interesting speaking to Dyer afterwards because he said he was able to see the monitor and just couldn't believe it. Um, And I think... You know, probably the, the the most impressive aspect of the win for Spurs was the fact that they didn't melt down, a la Bramall Lane, yeah. and implode. They actually managed to get a goal fairly quickly after that, or or well, fifteen minutes after that, uh, to win the game, which was um, you know, which was something uh, given the way in the past they've kind of melted down in in the wake of unfavorable VAR calls.
1: Uh, Hunter, were you expecting it to be overturned? Were you sitting there waiting for them to just go, okay, it's a foul?
2: Even from the first time you saw it, because I think the commentators at the time had said the ball doesn't deviate at all. So regardless of whether he gets even a a, a flick, a tiny flick on it, that's always been the rules. You have to move the ball away in an excessive tackle like that. Um, I was just, I was so convinced. I I thought, I I I was like, what a great goal, Brighton have scored, but Unfortunately, that is a terrible tackle. That's always been a foul. You know, we've seen a th- hundred thousand of them, and they're always given as a foul. The fact that the ref didn't give it on the pitch was bizarre, and I think because he was in such a good position for it, it was almost a hubris of being like, "Well, I I was possibly in the best position I could have been to see that." Uh, and I've decided that I've seen him get a touch in it, so I'm I'm not going to overturn it. And I also think there's that comes into a referee's mind that no one's done that yet. That was the first one. And I, honestly, I, I think you do have to be a, a unique personality to be a referee. I do think you have to have a certain confidence or arrogance to sort of be able to manage teams. And I think that did came come into it a little bit. And it was it was more just. Uh, Obviously, I was annoyed that it was a goal given against us. I was happy for, that it was Terrick Limpty, though. Big man. Um, but <laughs> I was more disappointed that it was, again, we're talking about VAR. Again, we're talking about refereeing decisions and standards. And I was just like, it just feels, that one felt like such an easy win for him. It's a foul. Give it a foul. No one's talking. No one's questioning that. And it, and yeah. And it, all it did, all, you know, post match, everyone's just talking about it.
1: I'm going to give my take. Good. It's a little bit left field. I never thought we were going to get a foul given there at all from the moment that it happened. Why was Primarily that? Yeah. because I saw the ref, I know it wasn't Mike Dean, but he mm. did the Mike Dean pose as he stand o- stood over the top of where he was going to make the decision from. Where he sort of cranes his neck like a giraffe and bends his back and makes it look like he was really leaning into the decision. Mm. And um, I thought that is the sort of guy who's going to be like, I've made my decision and I'm sticking with it it, and no one can tell me any (laughs) different. So when, when he went over to the monitor, there's this thing in, there's this thing in poker where people say that um, you make your decision on when someone really raises you, you make your decision as to whether you're going to call them within the first two or three seconds, you already know Mm. And you often find there'll be people that'll wait to fold about a minute and a half. They'll wait for ages and make it look like they're really thinking about it. But they already know they're not gonna do it. And it didn't matter what angle they showed the referee. It didn't matter what they gave him. He wasn't gonna change his Sorry, mind. Man. You could literally you could have showed you could have showed him uh, like taking hoybier at waist height. I still think the fact that he <laughs> and you sort of saw on some of the videos him saying I think he got the ball.
2: Yes. The, the referee
1: actually said, I think he got the ball. That it's was like... blowing
2: my mind. That was oh, honestly. Come blown. on, mate. It that's was almost really like, goofy. you know, when you make a defender make a mistake and you go, well, don't go make the second one. And they he goes and makes the second one, then a third and a fourth one. That was the referee's night. Summed up. He made a little one at the yeah. beginning. Because I honestly have to say, I know we're not going to talk about the Harry Kane thing too much, but I don't, it's not a penalty for me. And I don't think he would have given it as a penalty had Harry Kane been fully in the area. Um,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Do you know what I mean? He saw it yeah, as a foul. And if he was in the area, it's not a foul. But that's, a, that's another thing. So he already knows that's on his mind. The, the As Dan said, the um, Dotti one is in my... If that was a Spurs player who was dragged back there, I'd be furious that's not given. So then he goes in at halftime knowing he's, he's had a couple of stinkers and then that's <laughs> just like the real...
1: Drive at home. Awful night. Might get dropped for this weekend. I'm already dropped. For God's sake, might as well go down to League One. Exactly. (laughs) Elite sport can continue. I'm going to League One. See you later. Yeah, it, it was. It was so. It was so. It was almost so farcical that you like when sitting there. I was like. Oh, no, he's going to let this stand. He's going to let this stand. And so I I wasn't shocked in the slightest, but that does mean that we can come on to the beautiful because it wasn't the end of the game. That wasn't the last, the last hurrah for Spurs. Um, On comes Gareth Bale. And I suppose you might say it's a little bit gutting that that there's not a south stand full of people Mm. waiting to all put their Bale hearts in the air and shout, vamos, (laughs) with him. But Uh. I bloody love that and I assume that you guys are all the same. Um, Dan, did you allow yourself a little, um, um, a minor whimper in the, uh, in the press box? <laughs> uh, a little moan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. I... Mm.
4: yeah <laughs> I mean, I, 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 certainly enjoy, I certainly enjoyed the moment, Ben. Um, as you know, I'm a, <laughs> awesome, a professional yes. who would <laughs> never allow my... <laughs> um, fandom to seep out in the press box, but no, yeah, it, it was a it, it was a really good moment, and yeah, it was another moment, a bit like his debut against West Ham, to really mourn the absence of fans, and it was a big shame. It was an empty stadium. Mm. Um, it was kind of it was kind of vindication for Mourinho as well, wasn't it? Because he spent the whole week before Antwerp saying that Bale was nearly back to his best, I and mean, then he was rubbish. <laughs> and then Mourinho doubled down again after and said, no, 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 he's, he's, you know, I, I, I reiterate what I said, you know, he's, he's nearly there. And then he came on, nearly assisted Kane with his very first touch and then scored with about his third touch. Yeah. So it, it couldn't have been a better change, really. It was, um, it was inspired. He really changed the game. Um, so yeah, I mean, fair play to, to Mourinho and to Bale.
2: The, um, the, Commentary on my game said that there was quite a loud shout from one of the executive boxes. Did you? Did any of you hear that?
1: Do you mean Sky Sports box office? Hunter?
2: Yeah, no, of course it was that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: um, yeah, no, of course, yes. Um, but yeah, apparently one of the executive box- boxes was quite busy oh. last night and was going off. Yeah,
1: people enjoyed <laughs> it yesterday, yeah. and I think that was. But you know what? It was. I think even on a deeper level, like we, it's great that he scored and it was such a fabulous header. But for me, the best bit about this is there's never, there's not going to be that awkward chat at any point. Oh, when's he going to get his first goal? Mm,
2: it's done. What if
1: he, what if it doesn't happen? It's just out the way, off the back. And now can just look forward and we can start talking. I know at the club everyone's very very keen to focus on the idea of squad depth right and the fact that there are two players in every position and that we have a truly elite squad but it is very exciting the proposition of gareth bale being fully fit yeah and drifting in off the right hand side while sonny does the same on the other end and harry kane drops into a pocket Mm -hmm. and you could see yesterday that it's still there you know there's still the possibility I was just Captain so... Happy. Said I'd that. forgotten he was sort good in the
4: air as well.
2: Well, he's added that, hasn't it's he? He didn't really have that when he was at... Well, I guess he had it to some extent towards Wasn't the end. Wasn't there a
1: goal against but... Stoke that he scored where he bent it into the corner of his head? He sort of attacked I think that was Southampton. Southampton. he did. Sorry. He
2: sort of ran in from the wing all the way in from the and bent it in, he put spin on it. It was quite incredible. Yeah, but he really added that. I think being around Ronaldo and learning, <laughs> learning just how to... Smash it in with your forehead when you're leaping <laughs> ten feet in the air is quite helpful. Um, it, I, I think the way that the goal was scored as well is is, is a beautiful thing because it, I, I, like I said, we were we dropped off and I was really worried about us getting some momentum back, especially you know fluidity and attack. And that goal was just really well worked. A, a lovely ball from Alderweireld. We have a full back now who can cross with his left and his right foot, which we don't I don't think we have another one of those at the club and um mm. and the ball was really good and and the finish was not was not easy so it was it was that thing I was saying to you before the depth now to be able to do that and I think there has to be a shout out for Lo Celso. I said after the game I thought he was absolutely brilliant when he came on just in terms of hurrying hustling keeping the ball for the last 10 15 minutes when when we were really trying to kill it and we did it was probably the best management of a game I've seen Spurs do in a long time. And I did do a little bell heart in my own front front room.
3: Yeah. That's trademarked,
4: mate.
2: Thousand uh, pounds for does, that. does that not come in with the fourteen ninety five PPV that I definitely paid?
1: <laughs> dude what was what was your take? Uh, and how happy were you to see that again? It was pretty special, wasn't it, watching him run off towards the corner.
3: Yeah, I usually let out a little shout of come on when Spurs score. But it was it was about three times as higher this time around. Um but what stuck with me was um as Bale was sort of wheeling away, you could you could see um Kane and Son come into shot and like just the three of them celebrating a goal and it was suddenly like you like Kane and Son must have just been thinking, oh, you're here now. Yeah. You can help us out. You yeah. can actually win those games. One, as well. over. <laughs> one <No>. over. Welcome <laughs> to the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and that was that was just lovely. That was yeah. I I was uh, I was ecstatic mm. um,
1: seeing that because it was just beautiful.
3: Mm. Almost brought tear to my
1: eye. Oh, quality. There's there's a new angle of it as well. That one of the cameramen that was. Downstairs took and it is really really special. So make sure that you check that out. Um, West Brom next. Well, I mean, we've got Europa League as well. Actually, let's just really quickly touch on that before we wrap. Um, what does everyone reckon is going to happen now to the to the squad players that all got dumped out of the squad? So you saw Venetia's dropped out. You saw um, Delhi dropped out. I think Stevie was dropped out, wasn't he? Is it, there was. I think Thursday is going to be
4: so interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah.
1: because
4: the team on Sunday picked itself really aside from the third forward and I was a bit surprised to see Lamela get the nod but I think we could have all named the other 10 players and it was just a case of who was the third guy up there but Mourinho's obviously been pretty strong after the Antwerp game in saying that you know some players won't be selected for a while and sort of suggesting that there'd be less rotation so it's going to be fascinating to see who he he really names for that. So I think on you know, on balance, I think Vinicius was all right. Yeah. Um, but then a I'm lot really of people, you know, a lot of people were really surprised he was out of the squad. But then I also think, you know, we know Mourinho loves Bale and, and Lucas and Aselso. So to include, include Vinicius on the bench yesterday, you'd have had to not include one of those guys probably. So I don't think it was that big a shock that he wasn't in the 18. team But if he doesn't start against um, Gretz after the kind of fuss Mourinho made for a second striker... You Know it will be, um, yeah, will, will be quite significant, I think. Mm. That was the main yeah, one that I was
2: shocked it's... with just him being dropped out of the squad completely. But I like, I think Dan said it's a it's probably just more Mourinho being like that's what's happened rather than like that's your performance. It's like this is how I manage, mm. and it's a
4: but who would you not have had on the bench?
2: Well, and and with Vinicius in,
4: yeah. <sighs> Lucas, I guess. Yeah,
2: I, I just always think having the the second out and out striker gives you an option to go up to, to up top, which I think is quite hard for teams to deal with when you have Harry Kane as one of those strikers. Um, do you think Winks
1: was? Do you think Winks was the backup for Hoybier? Because Winks, he was warming up. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, I think that's who he he saw him as, and and to be. Fair to Winks. I didn't think he had a very good game against Antwerp, but he worked his socks off. So I think Mourinho can can always say, like, you you might not have had a good game, but if you put the effort in, I think he's always said that. So, uh, you know, he sort of, I think he earned his place on the bench, to be fair.
1: Okay. well, look, I think that was a a fairly solid dissection of what was a a really good win. It's Ludo Goretz next up, and that one's a 5.55, so another early bar for us. So we can get in and, and ready to rock and roll for for that away from home, and then it's West Brom on on Sunday, midday kickoff. That so you're forgetting the other one, Hainsy, pre-
2: Rito Pochettino on MNS, <laughs>
1: you on monday night football get that in your get that in your diary for tonight and yes. do you know what i can't wait to hear what he says i can't wait to sort of see it's going to be great fun usually he keeps his cards quite close to his chest in terms of what happened at the end mm. but i'm i'm really interested to see what's going to happen next yeah so, absolutely um, yeah enjoy that everyone thank you so much for listening i've had loads of people sort of uh, rate the pod and, and start listening recently so it's great to have you all on board and um Make sure you do leave us a rating if you enjoyed it and uh, leave us a comment or a review. That'd be very much appreciated as well. We'll see you all. Are we coming back on Friday? We're going to have some chat We're back coming back, on, back Friday. on Friday. Sick. We'll see you all on Friday. Beautiful. Take care, everyone.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.